This is the Ticket Water Cooler, brought to you by Culligan of Lincoln. Coming at you live from the Copples Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Here's your host, Jake Bakoven. Happy Thursday to everybody out there. Of course, it's Thursday Thursday. We're all looking forward to that here in a little bit. But right now, it is the Ticket Water Cooler brought to you by Coligan Water. Uh, Coligan Water has been the ticket's water for seven years now. Call them today to get your own water cooler for your office. Call today at 402-251-2309 or go online to CulliganLincoln.com. Uh, Nate Brennan is with me as always. Today's wrestling with his mic. I'm not sure. <laughs> really bad mic fell issues apart. right now. All right, I might just turn your mic off again for a minute until you kind of figure it out. Um, but it's an exciting day. Uh, as I, I can just get the, the combine going on the screen, it's about to start there in Indianapolis. There's there's crowds of people. It's not like it's a full stadium or anything, but there are a few people showing up to watch the combine. Um, I've been to pro days. I haven't been to the combine. And, and pro, You've been to pro a pro days day? Fun. Yeah. Um, is my mic working? Yeah, your mic's working. Is it working? It all is. Right, I think I got yeah, it just don't touch it anymore. Yeah, it'll be all right. Um, but uh, I don't know if I'd go to I don't know if I'd go to the combine. Combine would be awesome, especially at Lucas so? Oil. Oh, absolutely. You wouldn't go to the Combine? I mean, I might once, you know what I mean? Like, I'd cool. go test it out, yeah, go see what it's like. But I don't know. It's just not <laughs> – there's not too much excitement going on, especially all the top players seem to sit out of the Combine. Look, Bob, I mean, the top if you graphics. ever have a reason to skip work and drink beer, you take it. That's right. The Combine's a perfect example. That's why baseball's so great. You just have games on, like, a Wednesday. Well, yeah, okay. Yeah. Nebraska would have these, uh, what were they called now? Somebody off the text line helped me. Starting with text line 402-999-4620. Uh, but when Mike Riley was here, they would have these, the combine type of things for the high school kids coming in. Um, I guess they call it Saturday Night Lights or something. I can't remember. Friday Night Lights, something like that. Um, so I guess if you would go and watch high school kids do it, Nebraska fans would, then I suppose you'd want to go see. Yeah, I don't know if I do high school kids. <laughs> yeah, don't you don't know about that. Maybe if it was like the Elite Micah 11. Micah Parsons was there, actually, at That's that time. That's pretty cool. The Elite 11 I would go see. Have you seen the Elite 11? Yeah, I would That's go awesome. see that. Who's yeah. the last Nebraska high school recruit that committed and was in the Elite 11? Oh, maybe Johnny Stanton. It's been a Johnny nobody, Stanton. Nobody that's turned out. Yeah. <laughs> Quincy Patterson was in the Elite 11. He was featured one year. He was the class of Trevor Lawrence, and he left for North Dakota State. So yeah, That's the thing. I, mean, I feel no. like all these guys commit to these schools. Half the guys before the, the show's even over, they decommit and go somewhere else, which is kind of yeah. frustrating. But Well, it's the quarterbacks, yeah. especially these days. Nobody wants to sit and you know wait their turn. No. Um, and there's so many starting spots available. Why really would you? I suppose. I mean, it, it's uh, or you know, if you get beat out somewhere, you kind of go get. I mean, I guess. But then you have examples like Mac Jones. I mean, Mac Jones yeah. waited his turn, and now he's a first round pick, and he starts for the New England Patriots. So, I guess you can go both ways. But then you have someone like Joe Burrow transfers, becomes the number one overall pick, one of the best players in the NFL. So I guess he can go either way. Is uh, <laughs> is Bryce McGowan's uh, the example of what would happen if Joe Burrow came to Nebraska? <laughs> <laughs> like, 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 I was just thinking That's the other day. Like, interesting thing, because I, I saw that when I came here. Yeah, that he wanted to come to Nebraska. Oh right? yeah, his brother, like both his brothers, played for Nebraska. It's a Nebraska family. Um, wow, that's crazy. And they had two two coaching staffs say no. Uh, Bo Pelini wasn't interested in, in to begin with, and he was kind of on his way out. Um, and then it came back up around for Scott Frost, and um, 
he thought Adrian Martinez, the, the, the quote that he said to a group of reporters is, is he better than what we got? And uh, it turns out, yes. Well, yes. <laughs> I don't know if that's really debatable anymore. But then the that's argument tough. from everybody that's, that wants to, I guess, back up Scott Frost, one is that Joe Burrow went to LSU his first season there and Adrian Martinez's first season at Nebraska. You would probably after that think, say, okay, well, Adrian had a better year than Joe did and, and looked like fair. he was on his way up. He was a Heisman Trophy candidate. I guess there was hype for that. I guess loosely, yeah, yeah, loosely. Not not a, not a Heisman Trophy candidate, a preseason Heisman Trophy there you candidate, go. There you <laughs> for what it's yeah. worth. Um, and then, uh, of course, eventually the rest has been, uh, you know, going the other way in Joe Burrow's favor. But I was just thinking about that because you kind of wonder. I was trying to think of like what's because I started to think uh, when you think about Bryce McGowan's draft stock and if he's going to stay and all that, you have to ask yourself what is his upside? And he's got a he's got a crazy high upside. Yeah. I mean, he's still he's so young. He could grow into just about I just think it's just so different in basketball. I feel like if he's the best player on the team, which obviously is, it does help him show some of his skill set. It does help him play against elite competition. Say he went to a Kentucky, are we sure he'd be the number 1 guy? Probably not. Football, I mean, Joe Burrow, say what you will, but having Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson, turns out that helped out a lot. And yeah, then having Clyde Edwards-Hilaire in the backfield, turns out that helps a lot. But he didn't just kind of do pretty darn good that year. He, like, had the best college football season of all time. Yeah, but, I mean, his receivers had something to do with it. His receivers still have something to do with it. He took a team to the Super Bowl two years in. I, mean, I know, but, and that's my, that's my point, is that if you come to Nebraska – the team around you isn't as good as Ellis. Well, that's my that's what I was getting around to is that Joe Burrow. That's the argument from people is that if Joe Burrow did come to Nebraska, he wouldn't be the number one pick. He wouldn't be in Heisman Trophy um, probably not winner and and all that stuff. So that's what I'm asking is if like maybe Bryce is you know I don't want to put expectations. I'm just saying if Bryce. I'm not saying he's Joe Burrow, but I'm saying if, I'm not saying he's Paul George. But what if he turns out to be the next Paul George? We look back and say. Man, they really weren't able to do anything, even though they finally got their five star, who turned out to be an NBA star. Um, that's kind of what what I think the expectation was. With if they did get Joe Burrow, it's like, yeah, that might help, and they might even go eight and four. But he's not going to be the Joe Burrow no, we know today. He certainly turned out to be better than anyone expected. But again, there's something to be said for football when you have two first round receivers playing for you, and Bryce McGowan's is playing with insert whoever. I mean, it's. It's a, it's a little different there, Buck. I mean, if, if Bryce was playing with another NBA-caliber player, I think that'd be a different discussion. But if we're being entirely honest, I don't think any of these guys are going to be playing basketball after they finish up in Nebraska. <laughs> hey, they can play overseas. You think? Yeah, who's going to play overseas? A lot of guys play overseas. You don't have to be at an extremely high level to play overseas. I think that a lot of these guys will get a look. Okay. I'm serious. Okay, there's, there's no, been I, plenty I, of like Huskers over the past. No, that have no, made it, I mean, I'm not played long time. Overseas. I'm not necessarily disagreeing with you, but I don't. I, I don't know. I think Derek Walker would definitely get a look. Uh, I think that obviously Trey McGowan's with his athleticism. Hey, Austin Allen's running. Sorry, the, the combine's on. <laughs> Austin awesome. Allen's about to run his forty, so uh, we'll let you know how that know. goes. I mean, again, you you could be right. Yeah, I, I wouldn't put my money on it. On what? On <laughs> anyone playing professional basketball after this. overseas I mean, we've maybe. got another bet. we got another bet going on maybe. Write it down here. No, I, I mean i don't want to bet that <laughs> oh, okay. because i, I don't want to bet that because i'm not confident with it but 
This is this is unofficial time, but Austin uh, Allen's first forty yard dash of four seven nine. I think he opened up the That's combine. Not that bad. That's not bad for a tight end. That's not that bad. for I a think tight he opened end. up That's the combine. Good. If he can get, I don't think he, anybody else ran before him. He's got yeah, he's got number one tight end on him. Look at that. If he can, if he can get under a four seven. I think that's a good number. Oh, they're Chris. showing uh, D- <laughs> Doug Peterson. Watch him. Jaguars are going to take him first overall. There, there you, you go. go. Shout out Husker fans. Sorry. Let's inge- put that on Twitter. Someone. <laughs> Austin Allen, first overall pick. Now we're just going to uh, boo against all the other tight ends as they start running. What realistically, though, I mean, you you know better than I do. Where's that Austin Allen going to go? I've seen third. I've seen fourth. I've seen fifth. Oh man, that other tight end beat is okay. Uh, I just, yeah, I think uh, I don't know. I I would take him pretty high. I think he's I think he's of all he's the, got the size of all the Nebraska guys in the draft. And I was gonna ask uh, Strick this coming up too. Um, he might be my first pick off the board. Maybe JoJo. Other people would go with Cam. It's kind of funny because they they've got you know all, all these uh, the guys kind of in the same type of range. I mean, not all of them. I, I mean, obviously. To Ray and, and, you know, maybe Cam Taylor Britt's a little lower. But, you know, Cam Taylor Britt, Austin Allen, JoJo Doman, Cam Jurgens. If you give me that group and, and like, I don't know how – I just wouldn't be too confident in telling you, oh, that guy's definitely getting picked before everybody else. Right. I think they're all kind of in that probably, like, fourth round. Cam feel Taylor Britt, though, it. I don't understand what happened because I remember seeing him going pretty high in some mock drafts, and now it seems like he's fallen to sixth, seventh round, which I don't understand. He's talented. Yeah. He's good. I mean, he was probably – the, one of the best players on Nebraska's defense last oh, season. Yeah. So I, I I didn't really understand why he slipped so far. Um, I think I thought he had a better sophomore year, I suppose. Or what I I don't even know what the year was. He a junior last year? I, I guess think so. I <laughs> but think like so. technically a second year junior, so I'm not really Who sure. Knows? Either way, the, the year before I thought he had a better season. He finished it very strong, so I think his stock was pretty high coming into the season. And then he struggled a little bit early on, not just with like special teams, as you might remember, recall mm-hmm. a few times, right. um, which is not a good look for no. a, a rookie that you're going to expect it. That to probably help out will be playing special, special teams. teams. Yeah, yeah, the goal is. Um, and then um, also, you know, I, I just thought. That he played, you know, even cornerback wise, I thought he played a little bit better. There's also the question of does he have the speed to play corner at the That's NFL, the or is he a what safety? position is he going to play? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, off the text line, so it says Cam Jurgens is a no-brainer. I like JoJo a lot too um, in the league. So what's going on with JoJo's? It was his hand that he broke, right? I mean, is he fine? Yeah, is, wrist, he, is he in the combine? Like yeah, I believe so. That's There's, one of those injuries, man. It can be weird, like a hand, wrist. That I, I just. Something, I mean, more so in baseball. Um, I feel like any guys that have a wrist injury, they just never swing the same, never have the power. But I don't know how it's going to be for JoJo. I mean, that, it's just well, it's a not weird a huge injury. Deal as a linebacker or a yeah, I nickel, guess. I suppose. I, I mean, guess. it won't help him with picking things off if it really gets that bad. But, right. you know, the guys, I <laughs> like the days in defense where you had a, a broken hand or whatever, you just wrap it up. <laughs> Go out and play. Man, that defense was good. This is, I hate when we have these discussions of how good these players are, where they're going to go in the NFL draft, because that, te- that defense was good. It was. and it's, It was good, And man. you can't expect it to be as good next no. year, which I think is getting overlooked. There's obviously all the changes made on offense, um, and, you know, we just kind of had the, the spring open and all that stuff, and the focus is all on the offense, and, and I understand as well as it should be, but there's kind of this just thought that, well, yeah, because we know the defense is there and it'll be good. That's a lot to lose. I mean, JoJo yeah. was so versatile that he did so end up good. being a third-team uh, All-American so on good. a 3-9 and nine team. Yeah. Um, I, I say, I've seen, you know, scouts. Cam Taylor Britt, too, was, was phenomenal. Yeah. 
two two safeties that are like 25 year old grown men last year that are moving out. Damian Daniels is not a body that's easy to replace. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just kind of the rotation they had. Um, you know, Deontay Thomas and Ben Stilley aren't magnificent by themselves, but as far as a big rotation um, that you can filter Certainly in helped. big guys over Certainly and over. Certainly helped. Yeah. yeah, they've got a lot to replace there. Um, but uh, we'll see. I mean, I, I think they got some bodies to do it. Um, someone else says, Jurgens uh, has the combination of size, freak athleticism, and the mean streak required to be an NFL lineman. Uh, yeah, he doesn't. The one thing that is going to hold him back a little bit is his size. Yeah. Uh, as he's always been um, kind of transitioning, he, he was kind of came into Nebraska to be a tight end. He had, you know, the potential athleticism. Right. If they right. would have molded his body that way, uh, could have gone that way. Of course, on. Frost said he was going to be the best center. Um, <laughs> I think he said, you know, like, as like Remington type of potential. That's mm-hmm. probably not the the best thing to go. I mean, right. the, the trophy's named after that guy. Maybe maybe go with even Dominic Riola would have been <laughs> a big big name to drop. But you don't have to go Remington there. Uh, but anyways, uh, I think Frost has learned from his big name droppings yeah, over the last several years. So I tell you what, though, linemen. That's that one position you can get a good rotational lineman in the late rounds. I mean, yeah. there's. Wyatt Teller out of Virginia Tech a few years back. He was a fifth-round pick, and now he was second-team All-Pro last season. There, I feel like there's so many examples of linemen that you can take late, and then maybe they put on a little bit more size. And there is something to be said for a mean lineman, especially in the NFL. So I, I would probably agree with that. I would say Jurgens is probably, outside of Austin Allen, the safest bet. Austin Allen's just huge, man. Yeah, he's I, I don't remember where I ended up seeing him, but I met him for the first time and he's just a giant human being. He's huge. He's huge. And the, especially in the NFL, those big tight ends on the goal line. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Throw them on special teams. Yeah. Yeah, and and Nebraska's actually had a run of a string of off, you know, offensive linemen that have been picked late and, and ended up being better than what yeah. Nebraska fans probably expected yeah. in the draft. So yeah, I mean that is a position that you can you can it's probably worth more taking those risks late uh, as opposed to earlier. Um, also this weekend, by the way, and maybe we'll talk a little bit more about it on uh, uh, tomorrow. So this could be a topic for tomorrow, but we are kind of uh, jumping ahead. Uh, it will be Coach K's final Duke North Carolina game. <laughs> Uh, it will be at Duke, so you know the Cameron Crazies will be there. North Carolina is not all that good; they beat them pretty convincingly yeah, last time. So I don't know good. if you expect a great game, uh, but it does kind of get to the question whenever you bring up Duke and the long history that Coach K has had there is that they've had a lot. If you're not a Duke fan, they're easy to dislike. Absolutely, um, probably more so than just about anybody in sports. You know, the Yankees are probably up there. Um, Lakers at times can be a bit over, you know, overwhelming. The Warriors now, War, like yeah, yeah, the, the hot type of teams in in yeah. their different eras. Um, Cowboys, Patriots, yeah, Patriots at the top of that list. But Duke for college basketball, I think, owns that list. So I want to ask you, who's your most hated Duke? Grayson Allen, player. Grayson, <laughs> Grayson Allen, Allen, absolutely. Because I was that was the glory days when I was in college. We went to there were a couple games. It was. If, if you guys remember, I, do you even remember the game that he tripped a guy, was suspended for one game, and then came back? Coach K made a huge deal. He said, okay, uh, Grayson Allen's done. We're suspending him indefinitely. They played Virginia Tech in Blacksburg for his one game that he was suspended. Virginia Tech beat them, and then Coach K said, okay, I'm oh, I, I don't think I want to – like, I, he's learned his lesson. He's going to come back. No, Coach K, you just lost, so obviously you want to bring him back. So that game was awesome. And then there was the game the next year when Virginia Tech had Buzz Williams. That was kind of Virginia Tech's coming out party. That's when they were actually pretty good. I think they were a seven seed in this tournament, maybe, seven or an eight seed. Um, 
And then Grayson Allen did something, and then the, the student section was just letting him hear it. I was there just letting him hear it. Buzz Williams goes on the mic, says, hey, quit cussing. Quit throwing stuff on the floor. <laughs> and then everyone just throws stuff on the floor. Just, oh, no. Buzz Williams, get out of here. But they turned on Buzz. Was, and then we turned on Buzz because we hate Grayson <laughs> Allen that much. It was awesome, man. And that, that was, was I mean, Buzz not beloved? Not no, too we, beloved? Oh, we loved Buzz. But he not, took the worst team. Because Virginia Tech, before he got there, was 2-16 in the ACC. They were the worst team in the ACC. By the time he left, they made the Sweet 16. Yeah, so I figured there'd dipped. be some appreciation. Oh, for we him, love but. Buzz, but again, that was terrible. How are you going to tell a student section to stop cussing against the most hated player in college basketball, arguably ever? That was awesome. We were letting Grayson Allen hear, and when he wasn't even playing, and that's what I didn't understand was the game he was suspended when they played Virginia Tech in Blacksburg. He went to the game, so he traveled. So we didn't even watch the game half the time. We were just looking at Grayson Allen, just yelling at him. It was awesome. Yeah, Grayson oh, Allen, awesome. and he was kind of was there. I think that was the same era as Marshall Henderson at Ole Miss. Remember him flipping oh everybody God. off? No, Marshall Henderson was before that. A little bit before sure. that. Marshall Henderson. That, now, he was actually pretty good, though. He was pretty he good. He was good. But my point with he those was guys a nut is, job. You, yeah, you hated him, and, you, and like you, you built it up until they went to, like, they went to like therapy for it. Then you're like, oh, these guys actually have problems. I will give Grayson, Grayson yeah. did. I mean, they had he to go. To, he had to go to like he went counseling to therapy and therapy for it. Yeah. people. And the yeah, same thing for Marshall. Well, uh, Grayson Allen. The only thing that was different about him, we could give him all the hell in the world. I mean, we let that kid hear it. Looking back, it was it was not great to be yelling at a 19, 20 year old. But it's Grayson Allen, and he was yeah. a good job. And it's Duke. So and it's Duke. So, but I mean, we would let him hear it, and he wouldn't say anything. He would just let it out on the court. You trip guys. Marshall <laughs> Henderson. Marshall Henderson would go to the fan base, cuss them out, flick them off, yeah. and, and and then grab his nuts. It was crazy. Yeah, I've, yeah. Ne- I've never seen any kind of reaction towards a fan base like that. So Marshall Henderson was a different different kind. He of He was a little bit. He different. was a different kind. I'm of just. Piece. I was just. I just brought him up because both of them eventually like went to therapy for it, and then you're like, right. I, I mean, I hate the guy. I, I guess, but now I'm kind of concerned. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like you know, and, and for what it's worth, too. I think that it's uh, hopefully, um, you know, as you mature and and certainly when you're younger, it's kind of fun, you know, more fun to start hating people. But eventually you kind of get to a point where you don't necessarily you you can hate the basketball player, not the person. Right. Right. Kind of the figurehead. What if it I think J.J. Reddick's a perfect example of that. J.J. Reddick was hated (laughs) by everybody in college. He He got the he was the national player of the year, wasn't he? Yeah. I mean, he was one of the best college basketball players of all time. They never won a title with him, which was a bit surprising. Right. Um, But he. But I, I thought that was always a good, good example of, like, I hated that guy. And then when he got to the pros, I was like, ah, he's pretty cool. He's a pretty good guy. <laughs> exactly. Now he goes on first take with Stephen A. Yeah. I just have such a different interpretation of this because as a guy that went to an ACC school, Duke, I don't even know how the schedule worked out like this, but every year I was in college, Duke came to Blacksburg to play Virginia hmm. Tech because they play them twice a year. Yeah. So every year they would come to Blacksburg, so I would see the next crop of Duke players. I would see UVA. We would play twice a year. Yeah. ACC Carolina, basketball. Syracuse. Ba- ACC basketball is awesome, man. I stand by oh, that. Yeah. I had season tickets every single year I was there. But I had an exam during the Duke game with Zion. When they had Zion and RJ, I had an exam during that time. Still will never – it was an accounting exam, too. I should have just skipped it at that point. <laughs> I'm, I'm working in radio. I don't need to be going to this accounting exam. I'm going oh, to see yeah. Zion. That was awful. That was the one thing I'll never let my professor uh, hear the end of that one. But yeah, because you say now the best player you've ever seen, the best player I've ever seen in person was Marvin Marvin Bagley. Yeah, it would have been Zion. He was. It would have been Zion. Marvin Bagley. He was just more athletic than everyone. 
it was crazy to watch him play because at his size, he's, what, 6'10", 6'11", yeah. and he's so athletic, and he was just better than everyone. That's why I thought he'd play in the NBA, but watching Grayson Allen. Play, but <laughs> I mean, yeah, but he, yeah. I thought he was going to be really good. Yeah. Um, but watching Grayson Allen play in person and having that genuine hatred as a student section, because against Duke, when Grayson Allen played, we stormed the court, too. Oh, and yeah. then everyone was trying to find Grayson, go give him the business. <laughs> what so going to do to Grayson? I don't know. What do you, <laughs> oh, it was awesome, dude. AC, I, honestly, I love ACC basketball. It's a shame that it's not what it is now. I mean, they're going to send, what, four teams to the tournament? Yeah, this year's not. Five, maybe? And this is two years now it's down, so it's tough to watch, but Big Ten's probably the best conference now. Yeah, but it's still wide open as to who's going to win. I don't know if I trust any of these Big Ten schools to, no. to, to take it home. Uh, let us know what you think on the Sarder Hammond text line. Temporary number 402-999-4620. Or somebody else uh, on the text line likes me to say triple nine forty six twenty. 4620 Christian Leitner, hands down, whiner, puts LeBron to shame is what somebody says. Yeah, he was among the most hated yep. ones. Uh, somebody else agrees with you. Grayson Allen is the literal I'd worst. Shout out to that texter. Grayson <laughs> Allen is the literal worst. Uh, also, so uh, somebody off the text line says, used to like Duke with Trajan Langdon, uh, Shane Battier, Shane Jason Woods, Battier. Carlos Boozer back in the 90s, early 2000s. Oh, they yeah. felt like an underdog then, just a powerhouse, uh, just now a powerhouse and easy to dislike. I d that team, I wouldn't say that I liked them. I was I was kind of a Carolina guy. You know, UConn ended up beating them. Um but I do, yeah. I do regard that as probably the best teams basketball teams I've seen. That was the era where like Shane Battier would stick around until his senior year. Shane Battier was nice. Shane Battier too. was Shane one of the Battier best college really basketball good. players I've ever seen. And Jason Williams came in and was better than him his senior yeah. year. That's how good yeah. that team was. No, that team uh, was they good. did. I mean, they had. Uh, I, uh, who else did they have on that team? I, I can't. I'm, I'm Carlos blanking Boozer. now. That's a yeah, Carlos Boozer. Too. I think Elton Brand was there for a second. Dang it! Austin Allen didn't improve his first score. Darn it! Four eight four on the second. Four seven nine in the first forty. Four eight four on the second. Uh, but he's still doing pretty Dude. solid there. Mike Dunleavy's the other guy I was thinking on that team. <laughs> Corey Maggette. Somebody said, "Yeah, I mean, Corey those they just had so much talent on those teams there." Um, that even like the Will Corey Avery, Maggette have, was on that team too. Yeah. That team was. Did they ever win a national championship? I think they did. You'd have to go back and look. I think that that team did win a new national championship. They lost to UConn. I believe they might have either, either won it the year before or the year after against Florida and Mike Miller. The only <laughs> Mike Miller. Shout out to Mike Duhon, Miller. Duhon, yeah. Mike Duhon Miller, they team. won back-to-back -back national championships. That's when they had uh, uh, Bradley Beal. No, no, no. Or was Duke, that after or Joakim Noah? Yeah, you're like in the <laughs> you like the jumping off. You like Mike Miller was before the two titles and Bradley Beal and was Bradley way after. Beale was after. That was yeah. Joakim Noah. That was and Joakim Chandler Noah. Chandler Parsons. Uh, I don't think Chandler <laughs> was on that I'm team. all over the place in Florida. It basketball. was that that team was cool though because it was it was Al Horford was with Joakim Noah. That's there. right. That's uh, right. Corey right. Brewer and one other guy, uh, point guard that can't. I'm not Justice now. Winslow. I I hated Justice Winslow because he was on the team with Jaleel Okafor. I just that team won national. Jaleel was easy to hate. Yeah, I hated Jaleel. Easy to hate. He was terrible. He was awful. I was sad that they won the title, but Tyus Jones led them to that title more than. Oh Jaleel. my God! Or Tyus Jones Christian. was awful too. Yeah. Oh, I hated that team. Other other names maybe to think of here is hated Duke players. Greg Paulus. Uh, people didn't really much like him. Was he the? That wasn't. Was that? He ended up being Syracuse's quarterback, right? Was that Greg Paulus? <laughs> was he? Did you do you remember that the the Val Duke the Duke point guard that went up to ended up playing 
uh, football for Syracuse. I think it was Paulus. Was that who it I was? I have to double check. That was a while ago. Yeah, it was. Uh, Bobby Hurley is another one that Bobby you could probably Hurley. hate. Uh, Gerald Henderson <laughs> is probably deserves to mention. Um, the Plumleys, just too many Plumleys all over the court. Recently, though, they kind of broke the stigma a little bit with the Zion team. I yeah. feel like people liked that Zion team. I could be wrong, but I like the Zion. And I hate Duke, but I actually yeah. Zion. I thought Zion was fun to watch. My Duke hatred had to end because Jason Tatum. Like I didn't hate Jason Tatum when he was at Duke, and then when he was drafted, it was like I, <laughs> you awesome. had to this like guy's this guy. Awesome, yeah. He was. I was a Celtics fan, and that, I mean that was so savage of the Celtics to draft or to trade back and take the guy they said they were going to take with the first overall pick. Anyways, also shout out Marco Fultz. He's back. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, a lot of people give crap to Danny Ainge saying his, his plan ultimately didn't work because they haven't won a title yet. One, his plan is still, I mean, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum uh, are still there. That was that was the big part of the plan. The, yeah, the Kyrie, Gordon Haywood, Al Horford, yeah, that didn't win a title. I probably Kemba, too. Told was Kemba a was a little bit of a, yeah. kind of a meltdown. Um, but, uh, yeah, that trade is, is yeah, I mean, people started stopped trading with Boston because Trader Danny would fleece him. He would. I mean, that's, he, he would. had that stigma around the league. Yeah, because so it, it started with, what all did they get for Garnett? Pierce. Oh, I mean, those are what led to Jason what was Tatum. Was it Tatum that they ended up getting? Yeah. What a long process that took. That was brilliant because oh, he yeah. waited, what, four years to then take the draft picks? It yeah. was something like that. Yeah, and they got, I mean, they, who they got right back in an exchange at the time, it was like Gerald Wallace. And like, Gerald uh, Wallace. Oh, my God. That was well, Kim Kardashian's first. Uh, Chris Humphreys. Chris Humphreys. Chris Humphreys was one of them. Chris Humphreys was nice. Yeah. Oh man, Marshawn Brooks, I think, was in that trade. There's just a dude, bunch of pieces, but mostly future draft terrible. picks. Terrible, <laughs> absolutely awful. I this is crazy to him about all these Duke teams. Grant Hill was he liked? I think he was. That was before he was someone like that was more before my time as well. I think he was generally probably liked. He was on that team that everyone hated though with Leitner. How many championships did Leitner win? Three, <clears throat> at least two. I have to go back two and three. look too. That was Bobby Hurley. Yeah, great documentary by the way. I hate Christian Leitner. Great documentary. <laughs> that is, that's dude. awesome. That's I mean that's why we're talking about it too. Is like the Duke guys get the get to the point where you can have a documentary called "I Hate the Christian Later." And people <laughs> are like, yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> what this guy said, and he went for Grayson Allen too. <laughs> yeah, Grayson Allen. There could be a few. He's worse. He's honestly worse. And yeah. he's terrible. He didn't he lay a guy out in the NBA the other day. Yeah, he's just a he's mean. Still doing it. He's still doing guy. it. Yeah, yeah. he's no, a he's bad terrible. guy. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so JJ Reddick though I, I like JJ Reddick. <laughs> we'll take a quick break here on the Ticket Water Cooler, brought to you by Colgan Water. When we come back, uh, we're we're gonna start doing our top ten rivalries around college football. We'll go through, we'll go conference to conference uh, here in the next couple of days. We'll start out with the Big Ten though. Top ten rivalries in college football in the Big Ten. We know it's spring. We know there's no college football going on, but we love college football. So that's what we're doing next here on the Ticket Water Cooler, 93.7 The Ticket.